good morning once again here live from Rapid City, South Dakota. I'm Father Mike Malloy, along with my sidekick, Karen Gibis. Karen Gibis, and it's so great for um, uh, to be here with you. We're at the Newman Center in Rapid City, where um, I think school is kicking off again for the for the uh, new semester. So um, I'm sure the students are all shall we say, probably drudging back to class or maybe bounding and leaping. Who knows? <laughs> oh, well, I think it would depend on who their professor is. That could be. Which class they're trying to pass. Yeah, or which one they didn't pass last time right? or something Ooh. like that. So it's just good here to be with all of you and listening to you um, <clears throat> here who are listening to us on Real Presence Radio. <clears throat> it's uh, It's been a good morning so far. We had a great opportunity to visit with uh, Bishop-elect Donald DeGruy. That was wonderful to hear. He is such a beautiful soul. It really sounded wonderful. So looking forward to that. And like I said earlier, we're going to uh, Rome, and so we have a, uh, in the bishops of this province. We have an opportunity to spend some time with him and get to know him, which I'm, I'm looking forward to because um, he just sounds like he's a great guy. So yeah. very much a part of looking forward to that. Well, I, I don't know. If he takes you away from the Rapid City Diocese, we may have to... I don't know, have yeah, an issue, well, have a small, small issue. Yeah, we might have to have a visit with him about that. I might have something to say about that, too. I kind of like living in Rapid City, so. Well, and you'd have to ask yourself permission to go? I think that's true. I don't, don't know. I, that's interesting. Yeah, that would be a, that would, must would that, be. Would that be an instant denial of request? Or, or a canonical conundrum that we just can't get through. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it could be either one of those things, so we'll have to wait and see. But Oh, boy. Here we go. Time to put you two in the spotlight. Yes. Um, Father Mike Malloy here, and I'm here with Father Mark McCormick. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Good to be here. Good to have you with us. We are heading into Straight Talk. And as you all know, Straight Talk is an opportunity for you to call in. If you have questions or comments or concerns, the number is 877-795-0122. If you want to call in and ask a question um, for uh, either Father Mark or myself, it's nice to have Father Mark here to help with a little bit with this because <clears throat> ever so often I get tired of listening to myself talk. Not very often, but once in a while. <laughs> well, and you guys don't want me answering questions. I mean, that's just dangerous. Well, you never know. I tell you what, some of the, some of the most profound theological insights I've ever gotten have come from housewives. Really? You bet. And I don't mean that in a joking way. I mean that with dead seriousness. Well, thank you, Father. You no, know, that's just true. A lot of times God can speak to you in ways that... He can't speak to us, or at least in ways that probably we're not listening. <laughs> so, I so, could see that. So. so anyway, if you have a question or a concern, you can call 877-795-0122. You can call and uh, um, we can get you on the air if you'd like to. You can also um, call and leave a question on um, Facebook, um, on the app, anything that would get it connected to us so that we can respond to you. So. I think we have a question, Karen, you, you have there a question for this morning already. Yeah, um, my son is, is uh, writing questions on the back of paper here. You know, I can always leave it to him to, to come up with some type of question. All my kids, I mean, really, honestly, they spend all month waiting and thinking up questions to stump you with. It's like the side goal of theirs to come up with questions throughout the entire month. So I, I, I don't know if you know that or not, but you are very much endeared to their I know that. I also know that they stump me a lot of times. <laughs> so I'm glad Mark's here because Mark's Mark, here. yeah, come Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes. Well, I think this one is probably a little more appropriate for you, okay. Father All right. Malloy. That um, how does the bishop relate to his priests? 
I mean, how can, you know, and as diocesan administrator, you would, you have had to deal with, with that aspect in a different capacity, since of course you're not the bishop and you're still on that peer level with yes. quite a bit of the priests in the diocese, but how does a bishop relate to his, his priests? Well, and as you said, you know, I don't, I don't, I can't really answer how a bishop would to a, to a priest, you know, I, from the vantage point of being a priest, um, you know, I, I think what what priests look for, what they desire in a bishop, is first of all a shepherd, and, and by that I mean someone who is um, who genuinely cares for um, the people of God, but in in the context of what we're talking to, really who really cares for his priests. Um, so I think we look for someone who has a, a deep care and a deep love for for us. Uh, I think we're looking for someone who is going to listen and be attentive to um, the concerns, the situations, the circumstances that we live with as priests in the diocese. And then I also think the other thing we always look for is we look for a bishop who then, with that discernment and that listening and that that loving concern, makes decisions and and calls us to to follow his lead you know so there's a a strength in leadership that's that's matched with a um a compassion and a, and a care for for the priests um i think that's what we look for you know as an administrator those th- certainly been thoughts in my mind and i've i've tried to to be uh, supportive of the priests um to um build them up uh, to um uh, uh tell them when i think they're doing good things um and and sort of to remind the people of God as a whole that they have that the the priests of the, uh, really care about them and um, really want to serve them well. So, Mark, maybe you could uh, chime in on that. What, what do you look for in a bishop? Yeah, I think a, a bishop is is one who uh, is prayerful, is one who uh, knows the Lord deeply, mm-hmm. um, and is able to to pray with his priests, as Father Mike said. You know, a bishop who who shepherds, who walks. Uh, with us, uh, as Christ does, one who's collaborative, you know, one who's willing to not only share his vision, but is open to the gifts and the talents uh, of his, of his priests, you know, to build, uh, you know, the kingdom of God. And so I think just that, that prayerful heart, that prayerful disposition, um, and be able to share that uh, with his priests. That's beautiful. Well, we have a listener question, so yes. we're off the bat, right Right off the bat, we've got people letting us, wanting you to inform them. So here's Margaret from Fargo would like to know if there is a particular saint you could pray to in prevention of suicide regarding the youth. Great question, Margaret. I appreciate that. I, you know, and I don't know of a particular saint. Mark, are you aware of a particular saint for suicide? Uh, I'm not. But you know, just think of you know of um, you know Philip Neri or John Bosco. Some of those who who have worked uh, with youth, especially you know youths you know struggling. Yes, um, w- w- would be a, a great one because that comes to my mind and heart. I would think so too, and I, I, I would, you know, um, I think we have an understanding that um, that suicide is a, a very dark a place that someone comes to in their life, and so to pray to any saint who um, whose whose life has who who have spent their life really combating the forces of evil that exist in our world would be um, saints that we could respond to. Here, here you get insight from, from a housewife now. Okay. Um, there is a saint named St. Dymphna, who is the patron saint of mental illness. All right. 
and I think that she is a very good one to invoke in in regards to that. She's a beautiful saint. She was a young saint, a teenage saint, um, and she was royalty, and her father dealt with intense mental illness problems, and he ended up martyring her over that. So it's a, she is invoked um, in situations where um, mental illness is, is the problem that you face. She is also, as a side note, the patron saint of um, families, you know, like peace and harmony in the family. So she is our patron saint of our dining room, where mostly we gather together and we try to be peaceful and, and have some harmony at the dinner table. So she okay. is the patron saint of our <clears throat> dining room. That's, a, those, that's, that's great. That's wonderful insights, too. I, as you were talking, I was thinking about St. Joseph, um, you know, and, and St. Joseph was charged with the protection of Mary and Jesus. And, uh, and uh, I was thinking of the uh, Holy Family and the, losing him in Jerusalem and um, the obvious concern that uh, oh. Joseph and Mary had about that. Yes. And, but I mean, I, I, you know, I think any, any person like that who is, has been a protector and a defender of, of, of the church um, against the, the, those forces of evil would be someone to turn to in, in prayer. And then I would say to Margaret, you know, is there, you know, you, obviously, Margaret, you're named after, there's several saints whose names are Margaret. Um, I think sometimes we, we need to just turn to the, the saints that are close to us. Our friends. Mm -hmm, the ones that, you know, that um, have walked with us mm -hmm. and the ones that are particularly uh, touch our hearts and say, please help me. Please um, extend your you know the intercession that you have in your relationship with the Lord. Please extend that. And you. also Saint Michael. Yeah, yes. even I think of you know at the Easter vigil or the you know of ordinations where we we pray the litany of the saints would be a great way to um, to have all the saints uh, you know intercede. Yes, and and obviously one of the one of the prayers that's part of the the uh, formal prayers of the church regarding when when there's when there's any kind of confrontation or force against evil is the litany of the saints mm -hmm. and to pray for um, them and of course the greatest um, saint um, that you know in terms of fighting evil is the Blessed Virgin Mary herself right. and uh, I mean any uh, anybody that I've ever talked to talked to or read about in terms of any kind of um, confrontation with evil say that Mary is a powerful powerful saint I can I can attest to that yeah. she is so I would too even you know Margaret to ask the Holy Spirit, uh, right, to place on your heart uh, a particular saint uh, in this situation, and just see if the Holy Spirit reveals to you a, a saint, and then just have that saint. If a saint comes to your mind or heart, um, I think that's a way of the the Holy Spirit uh, inviting you to enter, have the saint intercede for um, uh, for uh, for the ones uh, struggling. Uh, with life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yep, that gives us uh, a, a lot of, hopefully a lot of help for you, Margaret, and uh, and for anybody else listening. So Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the number to call is 877-795-0122. We are um, going to, oh, we, I would like to just also comment that I think it's wonderful that we have two priests available to, for people today, so call in. That's not every every straight talk. We yeah. don't have this opportunity to to pick the brain and to get the knowledge and wisdom from two priests. So I think it's a great opportunity to call in at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Wonderful. Um, so, Mark, you're the chaplain here at the school, and you've had a nice break. Um, and students are coming back. Um, actually, they're back in another week. 
Oh, wow. they're, oh, not for the. Oh, they're oh, not yeah, here. they're not back till the twelfth. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's why no one's kind of around. You know, they're not back. So you, you get another week then. Well, I'm at St. Thomas More. Oh, and so, they're um, back. So they start today. So I'm um, blessing, you know, classrooms on this feast of the Epiphany that we celebrated uh, yesterday. So okay. it's a good time to. So when you think about looking ahead to this new semester with with the college students, do you have any, you know, hopes or? Uh, you know, plans for for this semester and what you hope to accomplish with the kids. Yeah, just one of a one of the exciting things is we have a, a wedding coming up in the St. Joseph's Cathedral in Sioux Falls um, on Sunday or Saturday. Um, Joe Haas, who's uh, came into the church uh, last year, is a cross country runner uh, from Montana, and he's marrying a, a young gal, um, Mandy, uh, from Sioux Falls. And so there's a good group of Newman Centers going down for the wedding. Oh, wonderful. Um, so these two are pretty active in the in the faith, um, kind of daily mass attenders. And so, I mean, it's just a, an exciting. We have about 65, 70 kids that come to, students that come to uh, Sunday Mass. We do a, a meal at 5 in adoration, confessions from 6 to 7 on Sunday with the U- uh, Eucharist at 7. And we uh, have um, mass, uh, daily mass, uh, so we get about 18 to 25 for mm. daily mass. Wow. Um, so it's just a really an active uh, Newman Center, a lot of young people really uh, seeking uh, the Lord uh, in their lives. One of the new things we're doing is going to uh, do evening or night prayer every, um, even, uh, every uh, night at 9.30 for those who, who want to come. Okay. You know, so. I love hearing that because I think we I think we have a tendency in uh, American culture. Um, I, I hear parents often talking about this and saying, "Well, you know, when the kids go away to college, they're just gonna, you know, it's it's inevitable. They're gonna fall away. They're gonna kind of drift, or you know, try to find out, you know, what they believe and think." And it's wonderful, and especially when I think about the school of minds, I think of this um, highly scientific. Um, a very strong academic environment. It's wonderful to think of you've got these these young men and women who are learning to be engineers to take their place in that whole realm in the in the world, who at the same token know and understand how important their faith is and yeah. practice it. It's I mean, great. Yeah. Well, if you want to get um, call into these priests, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Or you can get on Facebook and look. I, I just did. And look on Real Presence Radio Network and find this tab that does post that says Straight Talk with Father Michael Malloy and Father Mark McCormick. And you can see which one has more hair. I mean, your pictures yeah, that's, are... That's, not ob- that's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you that. can come and look and see who, who is actually answering the questions right now. And then leave a comment and we will, we will have the both priests leave their wisdom with you wonderful so on that in that previous conversation we had regarding um who do you turn to as a saint to protect youth against the dangers of suicide um someone mentioned and we had said it earlier but but not maybe as strong as we could have that saint michael the archangel is a great is the great um defender against the forces of evil and uh one that people invoke a lot in that struggle and certainly would be a to pray that he would uh, stand in, in, in defense of and protection of young people as they struggle with life is a, a great uh, saint right. for people to remember. Yeah. So, Well, would one of you want to comment on today's readings? Have you had Mass yet? I haven't. Uh, I, I haven't, but uh, oh, I, I, do, I do have... Uh, 
um, a mass at noon uh, today, uh, but just that um, the beautiful reading from uh, first uh, letter of John, verses uh, uh, three twenty-two, and then chapter four through six. Um, you know, just that call to to love one another, um, just as uh, he has commanded us to love. And then, beloved, do not trust every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they belong to God. Every spirit that acknowledges Jesus Christ um, comes into the flesh, belongs to God. And so, again, I just think that we're called to uh, to discern what is of the Lord and what's not of the Lord. And I always think of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, uh, gentleness, self-control as a way to test uh, the spirits in which we are, are tempted or are discerning if we're lacking you know, uh, peace or, or joy, you know, what is zapping or taking our joy from us, and it's a, a way to uh, turn uh, to the Lord. And the gospel is, um, um, which we're kind of, we kind of follow um, in the cycle of, of readings, we kind of move from the Christmas uh, story and the events around that to the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, and we're reading today um, from uh uh, you know Jesus beginning that public ministry, um, the the call to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, or the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and uh, that energy and enthusiasm that comes from the Lord um, as 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 we begin to he begins this public ministry, um, and uh, you know it makes me you know I think we think of oftentimes repentance is something you do like Lent is the time of repentance maybe Advent um, but to realize that we're constantly called to that that change of heart that turning around that redirection of our lives uh, toward the Lord and uh, and to hear that call and, and in the beginning of the new year in the beginning of the kind of the rebirth of all the activities that are part and parcel of the starting of of you know new year we talked a little bit about school starting and we talked about a wedding be coming up to really hear that call to say i gotta turn around mm-hmm. i gotta i gotta turn and it not just turn around in the sense i have to stop doing what's what's not of the Lord, I really have to turn toward him. And Bishop DeGroot earlier today really talked to us about keeping your heart fixed on, on Jesus. And so that call to repentance, to turn back, to turn toward the Lord, is we hear it afresh, we hear it new, and uh, it's interesting and exciting for us to hear and to and to begin to respond to, again, to not focus on what we haven't done or where we failed, but really to always keep our hearts and minds focused on the Lord. I work with two, uh, um, I work uh, with a number of, of great people. One is Shauna Hansen, who's the Director of Stewardship uh, for the Diocese, and uh, Maru or Maria Owawazdal. I probably butchered that name. but you, you uh, did. It, That's okay. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, often uh, we'll text one another um, about uh, the daily readings or what struck us. So I got this this morning from Shauna. Uh, at 8.20, today's Magnificat. This is the beginning of prayer, that we become beggars before God. Wisdom you share uh, uh, with us often. So we're really called to be beggars before God. So that was uh, the reflection uh, in the Magnificat today um, by the uh, servant of God, Catherine Doherty. All right. um, We have a uh, caller on the line right now. We have Gail from Bismarck. Gail, what is your question for our priest today? Well, good morning and Happy New Year. Thank you, Gail. Uh, good to talk you. to you. My question is about pain. 
I um, purposely had a really good Advent, and but I have now found so many people around me, including myself, that are just engulfed with many different kinds of pains, um, physical, mental, everything you can probably think of. And I, I read where it says, pray in my name to the Lord, you know, and you're, he will, he'll give you what you wish. And, and then I, t- I read about the, um, lady, the lady under of knots. And then I have a book on um, pain from the Pope, which I haven't completed yet. But who do we give our pain to? And I know we're supposed to offer it to God because of many reasons, but can you explain the whole pain thing and what we do with it? Hmm. Okay. Do you want to do that or want me to? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's always a, a surrendering. It's a, an abandonment, you know, to the Lord. You know, we hear in the Gospels, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And so there is a, a sense of taking that pain and, and, and surrendering it, you know, to the Lord. You know, I think of the nine-day novena uh, to surrender prayer. I, I, I do from time to time, you know, uh, Jesus, I give this to you, do everything for me or you know, St. Teresa of Lisieux would, you know, would always ask Jesus to do it for her because she couldn't do it herself. And so I think, you know, with that pain and is a relationship with Christ, you know, trusting that he would take your pain and transform it. You know, when you go to daily mass, you can offer your pain, your intention uh, for, you know, for, for someone else to take the pain off of yourself, you know, uh, and to have that that sacrificial heart, even in pain, I think we're called to rejoice always in the Lord. And so, I think when we de- deal with our pain and healing, I think it's one of uh, interior d- uh, disposition. You know, where is the Lord in that? We walk with Him in that. Do we let Him uh, take that, or do we just simply live with the pain in in our mind and our heart? You know, do we? Are we constantly uh, complaining about our pain to others, or do we really allow the Lord to transform and change it? And I think it's difficult at times. Yeah, I think it's. I think you know, and I've never lived with like a chronic pain or a persistent pain in my life. But you know, along with what what you said, Mark, I I really think there's the the underlying question. I guess I think a lot of people are struggling with is is why why do I have to have this pain? And, you know, I ask God to take it away and he doesn't take it away or doesn't seem to take it away. And so I think I think part of that is, you know, I, I've come to believe that, that the Lord uses everything in our lives with one kind of one basic desire, and that is to draw us into a deeper relationship with him. He wants us to be with him. And he never causes pain. He never, you know, um, you know, gives us to that in the sense of inflicting that upon us. But when it happens, and it can happen for lots of different reasons, um, what he does is he uses that to draw to to invite people into a deeper relationship with him. And as you described it, it's like you, I I have this pain. I can't do anything with it. Maybe the doctors have examined me. Maybe there's nothing that you know we know of humanly or that we can do. But uh, the very act of going to the Lord. And, and laying that pain at his feet or as you were talking about the yoke I think of you sort of as Jesus is walking on the road to Calvary you sort of step up beside him and you you know you have your cross and he has his and together you carry them you have those visual images 
really what's happening there is you're really drawing yourself into a deeper relationship with the Lord. I mean, you're allowing that to happen. You're allowing him to come up beside you. And, um, and, and not with the thought of necessarily make this go away, but Lord, teach me how through this experience to draw closer to you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, which, you know, the, the image of Jesus saying, take my yoke upon your shoulder. Together we can carry this. By myself, I can't do it. And I just had experience in my family. My own sister has gone through a period of health concerns. And it was interesting. She's kind of gotten past it. It was a series of problems she had with osteoporosis and breaking of bones and things like that. And she said to me, very kind of or in an ordinary sort of way, she said, if I had not had the Lord with me and if I hadn't been able to give this pain to the Lord, she said, I don't think I would be here because it's been a long, long journey. And I thought, what a beautiful way to say that with the Lord, I can do this. Without Him, I can't. Right, you even know? when we celebrate Mass, when the priest extends his hands, you know, that Epiclesis over this ordinary bread and wine that become the very body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, again, is asking Christ, you know, to throw, um, you know, his, his grace, his blessing, his suffering uh, upon us that we might in the end, suffer uh, with him, but uh, allowing him to lead us in the end that we ourselves will be transformed into his very presence. And I think mm -hmm. that's what pain and suffering does. It allows us uh, in Christ to transform the hearts of those around us. Yeah. That makes sense to you, Gail, or help in any way? It does. I mean... I needed to call in today because you guys are so wonderful. Thank you so much. Now, I know I can deal with this better. <laughs> God, thank you, Gail. It's really good to visit with you, and God bless you in, in your own struggles, and um, we'll say some prayers for you as well. I will offer my evening prayer for you tonight, Gail. Thank you. All right, we have time for some more questions, so call in at 877-795-0122 or look up on Facebook and comment on under the pictures of Father and we can get your question answered. You bet. Looking forward to it. I have, I'm waiting for your kids to call in. I haven't heard you know, anything yet. I was in Fargo for half a week and so I really didn't you know, remind them I was going to be on. They, I left before they were awake so they're probably listening and going, Mom never gave us the opportunity to ask Father. <laughs> gave, ask us questions, yeah. So, well that's okay. We can... Uh, Maybe there's somebody else well, out there. This is a good opportunity. So. Right. We don't have to hog the whole hour with yeah. our questions. We can just invite you to supper and keep you occupied then. Yes, absolutely. Blaze, uh, do you have another question? No? Okay. What do you right. think of the movie Star Wars, Blaze? When we went to... Uh, I did. I do a thing every Christmas with our, our seminarians, a movie night with seminarians, and we went to uh, Star Wars, and we did uh, pizza, and our seminarians kind of shared... A little bit about uh, the graces and blessings that they had this past semester, and then we did a half-hour holy hour, um, and which was nice to pray with each other. So, well, I really enjoyed it, uh, Father Mark. I know it was my my brother's birthday that day, and you invited all of my whole all of my brothers and my dad over for free, and it was just wonderful. And I got to talk with the seminarians I had meet yet, and saw some old friends, and it was just a great time. Yeah, sounds wonderful. And you got to come here, right? You guys were here. Yeah, at we came here to the Newman Center uh, afterwards. So it's always a, a movie night with our seminarians, and we order pizza, and then they kind of 
share just where um, the desires of their own heart, um, what were the graces and blessings and challenges of this past semester, and then we come up to the uh, the church and we do a half hour holy hour together, which is always nice to come before the presence of the Lord. And um, so that was good. I enjoyed uh, the Star Wars, you know, I, light versus darkness again. Yeah, light overcomes. I didn't actually haven't seen the movie yet, but boy, I got enough of uh, the rundown. I don't think I have to see the movie. Oh, they shouldn't have done that. I I gave them permission. They okay. were they were super excited, and the the loving heart of my mother was like, "Yes, you may tell me." And yes, I okay, yep, okay. Well, wait, and they each came in and gave me a different part of the movie. So it was a with five boys, it was a fairly complete understanding of the movie. So. There's another beautiful movie out coming out in March, I think, when we were at. Uh, the Student Leadership Summit uh, in Phoenix with Focus. Um, they had the, the premiere of a movie by um, the musician Jeremy Kemp, which is a beautiful story uh, is about, and I don't want to give it away, but uh, about hope, about pain and suffering. Oh. Um, so it's a great movie uh, coming out, and he's quite the, uh, the Christian artist. Oh, interesting. So. Well, that would be that's something to look forward to too. I those are the Star Wars movie. I I want to go just because I've been to the other eight. Yeah. So I just want to go and say I did it, you know, and see how the story actually comes to a conclusion. So um, we'll see. Although I still have to admit that my favorites are still the original three, which are yeah. the middle of the nine, but the, the original three. Yep. I still um every you know when I flip them through channels, occasionally watching TV, and those are on. It's like oh I like to watch that because it was just it was so novel and so fresh, and I and I love what you said, Mark. I mean it really was, you know. A kind of a classic display of good versus evil hmm. and and how that plays out in and the in the weakness sometimes of the of the good people you know like they aren't they aren't perfect and and uh and yet they they struggle and and uh i mean i i, I know they talk about the force in the in the uh, star wars stories but of course i always think the force is god and and the strength Which, of god so even the looking at star wars in the light of the first reading from john uh today john 1 3 is is a beautiful way to to look at, you know, to test the Spirit, and we test the Spirit of God, which will always lead us to love, joy, peace, right. you know, the fruits of the Spirit. You oh, know. I love it. We can incorporate Star Wars into the daily readings. <laughs> well, why not? Why not? Um, I think God speaks to us in lots of different ways, yep. um, and I think if we're looking for it, we're going to find that.